0: Good
1: morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. Uh. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh. Good morning. 1 uh. 2
0: 1 2 3. Good morning. G'day, hey, thanks once again for being our customer of our preview day of Ranwick Guineas Day and Vince Cardi from Daily Sectionals. Thankfully, <laughs> we are doing this update on a Sunday morning because Ranwick had significant rain yesterday and a significant scratching of Ossipenko from the Guineas.
1: Yes. Good morning, Ralph. Crazy, isn't it? And uh, we've got our situation where the track has come up in S six. So let's hope that can improve through the course of the day. But one, you know, needs to be wary. We have turned on the WTI, so use that as a good guide. Higher the figure, the better. Yep. So uh, with a little bit of luck, this will uh, give us some some good help. So that's your wet track indicator, and
0: as, as it says nice and clearly here with your race speed profiles, and please, if you're listening to this, you've got the race speed profiles, open it up and use Vince's thoughts as an accompaniment to it, but you've said you've reflected on the S5 to S6 range, and uh, as we communicated yesterday, those on pace really get their chance with the rail at six metres.
1: They really do, Ralphie, and if you handle the wet, I'd say it's a bit of a bonus. All right, and a good card, doesn't
0: uh, the uh, the highways, mid-rays, usually aren't your type of uh, play, but uh, we've got Navajo Peak with some Lindemann form, the favourite over Cheerful Legend.
1: Well, when I look at the profile of this particular race, they've got borderline wet track profiles because I'm just sort of have the view that race one, it's hard to see it's going to be good track right from the get-go, so... I'd be very hesitant to try and stamp any runner here with any confidence. It's just really a watch and see how much kick there is in the ground. In terms of who who does potentially have the best wet track profile, should the track genuinely be somewhere around that S6 range? Probably number 10, Songbird Serenade, which we've sort of kept in our top four, is a runner that you should consider. A couple of other runners that didn't quite make the cut was... Uh, Left reeling is another runner that you could uh, potentially put in as well.
0: All right, well, Songbird Serenade at $14 there. The second race, we touched on this yesterday. So there's been some market support for Cylinder, and I'm not, I'm not surprised, Vince, because, I mean, we also put him in the Sizzler's last start. He was, he was a really good winner. So these are two very good two-year-olds here. But uh, at the moment, the market's saying about $1.90 red resistance and about $2.50, 2 uh, dollars 70 range Cylinder.
1: Well, they're, they're capable horses, they definitely show good potential to, pretend, you know, to go to that next step. The, the question is going to be: if we're still on the wet ground, uh, how are they going to handle that? Is it going to be a plus or a minus, or could it mean something like Empire, Japan, or Cafe Millennium take that next big step because they might appreciate the wet ground? Uh, hands in the air. Obviously, red resistance very short probably deserves it but i don't know if it deserves it on a on a you know on a wet track
0: and ditto the next race we didn't touch on this yesterday but learning to fly now at $1.30 i've worked with you long enough vince so i don't think you'd take a $1.30 winks would you no no
1: no (laughs) i I don't know how they work it out but of course it's a tiny field and (laughs) anything can happen in these sort of races particularly now with the way the ground condition is i hope this horse is you know a a fantastic horse, has showing great potential. Point seven above. Who knows where this horse could end up? Could uh, quite easily be super dominant with some give in the ground, and become the horse they all have to beat into. I would imagine the golden slipper.
0: Yeah, uh, I, actually, I should clarify. that dollar fifty is the uh, is the actual price. We didn't mention this race yesterday, so this is the uh, the two thousand meter, the City Stakes. Solcombe, obviously is a horse who uh, who has great talent and uh, excited lots of people with its win on uh, in, on the final day of uh, of Melbourne Cup week. Uh, only just fair first up, but you are expecting good improvement here. At Athapaskan's an interesting uh, runner at uh, with the blinkers on. Sacramento's uh, currently the favourite here. Uh, uh, we know where it'll be uh, being a Waterhouse spot runner.
1: Yeah, and that horse Sacramento's on the improve. I get it why it's uh, you know yeah. nice and firm in the market. On pace runners are going to be advantaged with a bit of luck as we sort of get into these later races. This track's going to improve, and who knows? We could already be on a good four by the time we get to this race. You have to respect it now. Solcom, oh, well that that run at Flemington, if you go back, Ralphie, November last year, that was fantastic. I'd be uh, pretty excited if we see a return to that sort of profile. Mind you, that first up run at Randwick had a lot of merit. I mean, that race shape was a super negative for the horse, but the mid-race squeeze gave me the confidence that they've got this horse in fantastic shape, and I do expect a bold run. It was a big drop-off over the last 400 metres in terms of conditioning. And uh, it's hard to say, if it does produce somewhere near what it did at Flemington, first up around that 1.9 range, then this is the horse to beat.
0: And Arthur Paskin, uh, you mentioned that uh, in, in your A-speed profiles here, and we, we sizzled it at its first Australian run back in October. Uh, the first first up, impossible race shape against it, and blink, blinkers on.
1: Yeah, well, probably the negative will be for this horse, Rolf, if the track's got given it. Yep. If it hasn't. It's going to definitely test the 0.7 that we currently have marked with this horse from what it did at Rose Hill. Let's see what happens.
0: Again, two horses that we've uh, we, we stamped in uh, Sizzlers uh, are running here. Economics was back in October when it was first up. And how often do you say, Vince, that Anna Belneesham very good at getting her horses to come to play? So comes here off a sharp jump out. Uh, oh, sorry, barrier trial. And Dashing Legend was terrific at Canterbury.
1: Yeah, both, both horses have got good potential, Ralphie. Economics in particular. This is the horse I'm really keen to see. Well, we know this horse can handle some give in the ground as well, so I don't see that as negative. The Hawkesbury trial was very sharp. And again, further confirmation that <laughs> I'm pretty confident Annabelle Balneashem's got this horse very close to its top. And there's a high expectation from my end that this horse is going to run very close to that number and... Probably going to be hard to beat.
0: All right, but it's it's pretty well founded about two dollars fifty. So we always maybe two thirty even. So uh, we always say this is about business. This uh, this segment of the Saturday morning update. What's your thoughts
1: on whether I would be? Yeah, you know, right now, Ralphie. The way I'm, you know, without giving anybody any illusions. I'm the type of guy that's got to wait and see what happens with the data in the first couple of races, and then I can look at what the chessboard is. Very hard for me to make a call right now on what I might do money wise. Yep. Economics shapes up reasonably well, but I'd probably want a little bit better than what they're offering right now on the early markets.
0: And uh, and as far as if the track's on the better side of, if it does keep improving, what's your thoughts there? Because you're saying it handles the wet track.
1: Well, then I'm probably a little bit more comfortable in taking the price that's on offer at the moment, Ralph. And the reason why I say this is no matter what happens, if there's given the ground, you definitely are more inclined to need that run because it's going to take a lot more energy out of you. Right. If the track's good, then I, even though they run quicker overall, it takes less energy out of the horse. They don't have to exert as um, aggressively.
0: All right, so let's get to the races we have covered here, starting with the challenge. And yesterday, your thoughts were, Eduardo, uh, really, there's nothing to say this old boy's uh, finished. His first up profile's fantastic. We know that any rain, and we had more rain over the last 24 hours than since we last uh, did this podcast, He's a horse who, who thrives on wet ground. So uh, what you're saying is, even though you've got no ceiling on Giga Kick, Eduardo has to be greatly respected. Oh, for sure. No Correct. question.
1: Handles any type of conditions. Gets a beautiful uh, type of race for it over 1,000 metres. The 1.6 below benchmark leading trial, this is the most recent trial, does give you a lot of confidence. This horse looks set to run at least in that twos range and higher. And that sort of means that as long as it can run to that level, it's pretty... It's Like, I've sort of marked it an 80% chance of a top three finish and maybe slightly less of winning. But the, the way I like to look at things is I'm all about... Can you be first three? And I I can't fault the horse. I mean, sure, Giga Kick, Remark, they're all capable horses of, um, you know, on their day, they're good enough to beat it, Wilder, because they've got the class potential. But this horse is going to be at the front. It's going to be hard to run down. Nice. Uh, yesterday, your thoughts as far as the the, um,
0: the Canterbury stakes uh, was concerned was that really there's not much between Imperitius and Artorias, both high class gallopers. Yet the market's saying there's a there's a bit of a gap there at, at about you know the even money range and seven dollar range. Has that sort of come out? Has that drifted a little bit?
1: Imperitius or is that still nice and tight, Ralphie?
0: Well, on this punter's website with all the different bookmakers,
1: it's got about two dollars ten to you know $6.50, 7 dollars top. Yeah, I just wonder if this horse will drift a little bit from where it is and, and the black price will be there. It's a horse that can handle the wet. I don't have a franked WTI for the horse, Ralphie. So I can't sit here implicitly say, look, it's a, it's just going to be better on a wet than a dry. But just from a guideline point of view, the interim figure that I've got for is around plus four range, which means you're going to be able to handle the ground. And, again, I do have an expectation, Ralphie, that we're going to be on better ground by now, right? Yes. So I'm going to lean in and make that the market. Do I want to step in and back that horse at that price? No. In fact, to be quite candid, I'm not even going to back the horse, right? I'm probably, you know, inclined to – Look at the race more than want to get involved. Taurus is a horse, it it's all comes back down to if it gets that positive mounting yard, then it is of interest. And if I'm super confident that we are on a dry track, you know, I might consider speculating on a horse like Quantico.
0: At huge odds, and we discussed yeah. it yesterday, that its first up run was terrific and its all-time best. It's very, very good. The, uh, the Guineas, well, this is where the, the race has really changed with Osipenko coming out of it. Uh, again, let's, uh, let's assume that the track's improving, but we're, sort of, you know, we're, we're still going to have a, a soft five sort of range. Af cabin, we know, is very, very good in the wet, and pretty much what you explained yesterday was that the slower the tempo,
1: the bigger the kick he's got. Yes, yes, for sure. And this is, I feel, is going to help this horse for sure. Does that mean I'm leaning to that horse more than Linderman? Probably not. I'm sort of willing to speculate on Linderman instead of, you know, going in aggressively in the race and sort of going like a 2x8, 2x10 type profile. I'm I'm much happier to go like 1x4 and take the big odds on Lindemann, Ralphie, and hope that this horse can finish in the top three. If it repeats what it does last start, it's going to win, Ralphie. <laughs> we like that. Yeah, so I, I'm 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 a guy that you know has a, a strong belief in the numbers because yep. it's you know it's held me in, in a very solid way over the last decade. So I have no reason to move away from that. And now with even if there's a little bit of give in the ground, I feel this horse can handle it. it probably makes things a little bit more orderly and and look and if Karen gets it wrong up front then okay I'll take the medicine but I he's a he's a great rider he's no deal they're not coming here just to muck around and I just feel that this has untapped this horse and we've, we've seen this runner go to a new level and I'm quite happy to um, have some money on this horse. Win, lose, or draw, I'm, I'm in a good place with this horse. In very simple terms, the reason it is
0: $12 is because it's come from Benchmark 78 and the reason you're keen on it is because you don't use a rating, rankings uh, ratings in, in regards to class system. You just look at the clock.
1: Well, I don't know. When a horse gets out, if it knows it's in a 60 or something else, what they both know, if one's coming out of a group race and one's coming out of class 60, did you run fast or slow? <laughs> That's right. You know, we're talking about Rose yeah. Hill. Okay, maybe I'd have a different view from Scone or Goulburn. You know, I'd have to temper it down a little bit more, right? Yep. But it's Rose Hill. I've got more than 38 years of data, you. I have no illusions. That number's real. And so I am, you know backing myself and I, I unless something crazy happens that I'm not aware of I don't expect this horse to turn up and run anything below that number and he's the one to beat roots is
0: a bit better than two dollars range I assume you're going to say that uh, you're happy that it's race nine five twenty and uh, a nice afternoon in the sunshine can uh, have the track in better order by uh, race nine
1: and this is what I'm hoping for Ralphie if this track is exactly what I'm expecting by this time of the day and we are, you know, in that bumper G4 range, then I feel that the price is going to be justified for this horse. But if it's wet, don't touch it because right. the horse is no good in the wet.
0: Well, nice either or, as we say, we talk business at this stage. And uh, and then Sky Command, uh, Kari was terrific, but Sky Command is going to be the one to run down.
1: Ralph, if this runner parades well... It's probably one of the best bets of the day, uh, and
0: it's about uh, what do we say? Probably high twos, Vince, and That'll allow you to put the place on side.
1: Exactly. I only need a dollar thirty or more. I'm not greedy.
0: <laughs> not greedy at all. Okay. Many, many thanks for your support as a customer. Best of luck today at Royal Randwick and wherever else you're having a play. And on uh, Tuesday, we will break it all down on our Year Round Carnival podcast. <laughs>
1: Now we hit him. Good morning.